Hello everyone, welcome to the Got A Case of Wanderlust podcast, a show dedicated to all things travel. I'm your host Lydia, and on this episode, you'll hear a conversation between me and another fellow traveler that will hopefully inspire you for your next travel adventure. If you enjoy listening, consider following the show and giving it a rating on Spotify, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. It would mean so much to me. All right, thank you so much for being here today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the God of Case and Wanderlust podcast. I'm your host, Lydia, and today we have a super special guest. Her name is Lada, and Lada is a sustainable travel blogger of the sustainabletravelguide.com, where she posts a whole collection of helpful hacks for how to help the planet when we travel. So her Instagram is followed by the documentary, The Last Tourist, which is a new film that's all about over-tourism and responsible travel that I highly recommend. It's obvious to see why they follow Lada's Instagram because she has such amazing tangible tips to be a better traveler from transport to food and accommodations. Lada has plenty of amazing insight for us today, so let's welcome her to the show. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for the invite. Yes, I'm so glad that we had time to record today. And first of all, I just want to praise you for your killer Instagram feed. Like you've got a color-coded, organized <laughs> on the topic and just really actionable ways we could be more eco-conscious travelers. So I know that's got to take a lot of work to curate. So kudos for you so, for putting out such meaningful content. Oh, thanks so much. That's really nice to hear. So what? my first question is, what made you want to create your Instagram account at the Sustainable Travel Guide in the first place? Um, I guess I noticed that a lot of people do care about sustainability, um, but the tourism industry is not at all tailored to it. So I think a lot of people would want to travel more sustainably, but they have no idea how. Um, because it also sounds quite difficult, right? You think like, oh, I'm never allowed to fly a plane again, or I need to find all these super expensive eco hotels. Um, but I'm trying to show that it's not that difficult, um, not that expensive, and also just really fun to find sustainable options when traveling. Yeah, definitely. I love how your tips are just really actionable. Like there's so many like big ideas um, to combat, you know, like environmental issues in today's world. But it's overwhelming sometimes to think about like our small role in this huge problem. But you really include ways on your Instagram account, just like ways we as individuals can make a difference. Yeah, of course, uh, it's always good to mention that it's not only up to us as individuals to uh, change these things, but especially also to uh, like businesses and and politics. I think it's a kind of triangle where everyone points at each other. And instead, I would like to say, let's all do what we can, uh, even if it's small steps. Uh, and not wait for like politics to change or, or big businesses to change. Yes, 100%. Like any small step in the right direction is still moving in the right direction. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So I read on your blog that you were born and raised in the Netherlands where you're currently based. How did growing up there influence your values and your mindset on sustainability? Oh, um, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure uh, how much 
the country kind of influence that i guess we just don't have a whole lot of nature in general uh so the netherlands is a very densely populated country so lots of uh big cities and i mean there's definitely some pretty nature out there but um it's it's not as big as in other countries um there's not a lot of you know really wild places uh, so you've got to kind of leave the country to find those things uh, for the most part. So I guess I guess that influenced it a little bit, this uh, wanting the, there to be more real nature uh, and not parks that are still uh, being kind of changed by humans. Mm. Okay, yeah, because I was just thinking like specifically Amsterdam, um, it's known for its incredible bike infrastructure as the main mode of transportation. So biking is obviously a very eco-friendly way to get from one place to another. Um, so yeah, I was just curious, like, do you have any insight on making transportation more sustainable when we travel? Oh yeah, that's a, that's a, a good point. I think the Netherlands is indeed very tailored to, uh, to cycling, but also walking. Uh, so th- yeah, that's a good point. So that definitely influenced uh, how how I travel. Uh, I got into road cycling, and then uh, I went on a bike packing trip. So it's like backpacking, but you're on a bike, um, and that was absolutely great because you get to see so much more from a country um, that. I absolutely loved it, and uh, now I just want to take my bike everywhere. Um, but of course, like that's not for everyone. Uh, so of course, backpacking or trekking is also a really nice way to see a lot of the real country instead of just the tourist highlights. Uh, and if you want to travel longer distances, then trains are always good if they're uh, if they're running. Yes, definitely. So I'm curious, you mentioned that the lack of nature, like growing up in your environment, made you realize the importance of wanting to spend more time in nature. So was there a particular place or like experience that really made you um, more interested in the topic of sustainability? No, I think it was a very uh, kind of smooth transition that I myself hardly noticed that I was, uh, you know, getting more into sustainability because um, it, it also coincided a little bit with uh, me going first vegetarian and then vegan. So it's uh, like affecting pretty much every aspect of my life. Uh, I also tried to find uh, the most sustainable clothing, which is what you already have in your closet. So I'm trying to also, you know, shop secondhand and all of these things. Um, but there wasn't one specific moment that changed my mindset. I think it it grew over time. Uh, but there was one book that uh, was a bit of an eye opener for me. It's a Dutch book. I'm not sure if there's a if there's a translation out yet. Um, but it's talking about how are we going to explain all the things we do to detrimentally affect uh, our our planet. How are we going to explain this to the next generations? Um, and the end of the book, um, yeah, it ended with a kind of call to action saying, okay, don't wait sitting around for other people to change this, but um, yeah, do everything you can. Um, and also in terms of politics, you know, vote for a Green Party, all these kind of things. Um, and that's that's what I did. 
yeah, it's it's really amazing how much like a single book or like like you said, experience can really make you change your mind and make you have that drive to take action. Um, and you bring up an, a significant principle that we should not only be sustainable like as travelers, um, which is what your Instagram page focus on, focuses on, but also in our daily lives. Um, you said that you're a vegan now? Yeah, yeah. Um, how can we, I guess, for people who are interested in that lifestyle, but not yet completely vegan, how can we do that when we travel and like incorporate that slowly into our daily living? Because it's not the easiest, especially where I live in the United States. There's a growing movement, but it's still like our culture is still very much centered around animal products. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. The funny thing is I used to have, or I mean, I still have, but I don't use it anymore. Uh, also a, a blog about uh, vegan food, but there's a lot of those uh, types of recipe blogs and stuff out there. So it's always a good idea to follow those uh, and especially ones that are focused on the area you're traveling to because they will have like the the local tips and stuff. Uh, but also I, I swear by the app Happy Cow. It's, it's awesome. It costs uh, just a few euros if you download the app, but I think it's free if you use it on your uh, on your laptop. And you basically can find uh, vegan spots uh, all over the place. And also um, restaurants that serve both meat and vegan options if you're traveling with people who do still want to eat meat. Um, so it's super handy app for traveling. Okay, I'll have to check that one out because I know it's always a struggle for me. Like, I guess my excuse that I use for not being like vegetarian um, is like when I travel, like I have to have a source of nutrients and it's very difficult when you go to a restaurant and it's like there are no um, like plant-based options. So you're like kind of forced to eat the meat option. Um, yeah, so or you'll have some sad salads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like I am totally for a plant-based diet. Like I, I definitely do agree that it's healthier for you and better for your body, like and for the environment. But it's just like I mentioned, our society is not conducive for it. Um, yeah. What would you say to someone who's like feeling a bit overwhelmed by the changes uh, they have to make to be more eco-conscious, like just against these huge environmental problems? Yeah, I think it's good to realize that you on your own can never fix all of these problems. So you can do your best uh, in your personal life, um, but also nobody is perfect. I think perfectionism is the biggest trap in trying to live more sustainably. Uh, so really try to take small steps. Um, for example, with, with going zero waste, don't try to do this in one go. Uh, but just simply phase out. So for example, I did this with my bathroom. So when I ran out of toothpaste, I got a zero waste alternative. When I ran out of shampoo, I got a zero waste alternative. Um, and now my bathroom is pretty much zero waste, but my kitchen still isn't because it's, it's really hard to find um, all your vegetables uh, without plastic, for example. So some things are just not attainable in a specific region or a specific lifestyle, and that's okay. Um, 
So just, just pick the things that are easy for you to change. And then over time, maybe try some, uh, some harder sustainable challenges in that sense. Um, but I think it's just, if everyone changes their mindset and tries to be more sustainable, that will also have an influence on uh, how corporations handle their business and the policy decisions that get made uh, in, in politics. So I think it's more about making others aware and trying your best and not trying to solve everything on your own. Yeah, and that's definitely what you're doing on your Instagram channels and your blog. So again, like amazing work that you're doing. I can't wait for the, for more content that you put out. I know you said you have like a lot like coming up, so I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> what is one change we can make as travelers that you think is the most important to a future of sustainable travel? Um, I think it's to do with uh, being aware of what spending money means. Uh, so that sounds maybe a bit cryptical, but I'll explain. Um, money is kind of the biggest incentive in this way we we've we've made our societies so um if you say oh i'm against for example um animal harm but you buy meat you're literally funding the animal harm and it's the same with for example flying um if you buy a plane ticket that's not only um kind of a, a problematic in 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 emissions but also you're keeping this business going uh, so I would I would advise to think twice about wh- what you spend your money on, and in that sense, what you're uh, giving incentive to to be produced more of by uh, by buying something. Um, so, yeah, it's not only about emissions, but it's also the um, kind of the industries that you fund with where you spend your money. And being yeah. aware of that, I think, is already a good start to make better choices yes 100 percent. in the last tourist i think they mentioned that you vote with your dollars and that's exactly exactly yeah like you indirectly like whether whether you know it or not you're supporting whatever you spend money on and if it's not something that aligns with your values like you're still um i don't know like motivating this business to keep going and like you're basically telling the business to keep on producing whatever they're producing for you. So yeah, you bring up a super important point. As far as transportation, um, how can we, I guess, find alternatives to flying? Like, how do you get from country to country when you go places? Um, Well, I think the biggest part there is accepting that there's also places you're not going to go to. Um, so for example, I would love to go to, uh, Thailand, for example, but for now I'm just not planning on going there because there's so much to see in Europe still, um, that I first want to try and, uh, kind of tick off my bucket list of all the cool places in Europe. Um, even within the Netherlands, there's places that I haven't been to where I want to go, um, and that can be equally fun as going somewhere very far. So, yeah, the bottom line is maybe look closer to home. Um, and, of course, look into 
there's so many options like ferries, trains, um, like I said, cycling. You can get pretty far if you uh, train a little bit. Um, but also things like hitchhiking can be an option for you. Um, if you have an electric car and you want to do a road trip with a few friends, for example, there's there's so many options. Um, it's just crossing oceans that's a little bit hard without flying. So my next question is, if you could be president of the entire tourism industry for a day, what what's the number one change you would make? Oh, way more high-speed trains. Um, I think that would solve a lot of the transportation issues. Um, but also, it's just uh, it's just easier for people who have family far away, for example. Uh, and now I think especially the travel time is what uh, prohibits people from taking the train over flying. Uh, so I think that's an easy big win in a sense. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wish we could enact that in the U.S. It's so funny because I volunteer now part time in a hostel. And when I talk with other travelers about, you know, how they plan their itinerary from going from state to state, they're like they're taking the Amtrak train, like going 22 hours from one state to the next. And I'm like, Americans just don't do that. Like we either fly or we drive like no one (laughs) takes Amtrak, like the train system from one system to the other it's only from people out of the country so like yeah the U.S. definitely needs a bigger train infrastructure train culture yeah exactly and the only way really to to get that is by taking the train and incentivizing that and showing that there's demand for these trains Uh, I think that's that's the easiest way to uh, well hopefully change the whole system definitely Um, Okay, so are you ready for some rapid-fire questions? Okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, What is your dream destination? Oh, well, like I said, I think I want to go to Thailand someday, but I'll have to find uh, a a sustainable way to get there still. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes, I would love to go to Thailand as well. Um, And then what is your most memorable meal you've had when traveling? Um... In uh, Sweden, I went to this uh, kind of vegan canteen. It was a super small restaurant run by uh, two uh, local ladies and they had a kind of buffet. Uh, It was quite small, but they managed to get a lot of different things in and it was just so nice um, that you can taste everything and fully plant-based. So that was good. And then lastly, what is a special place in your heart? Um, oh, there's so many special places. <laughs> uh, but I think for now, I'll go for the cheesy answer and say uh, the UK, because that's where my uh, my boyfriend lives and where I've been traveling to quite a lot over the past uh, one and a half years or so. Um, and I thought because I cycled through the UK before and I've been there with school a few times. I thought I'd kind of seen it all, uh, but then he took me to some uh, nature areas that were absolutely stunning. Uh, And now I find out there's so much more to see there. So I'm very excited to hopefully be moving there soon and uh, yeah, going to all these pretty forests and hills and beaches. So for now, it'll, uh, it'll be the UK. 
All right, amazing. Yeah, there's so much to see in the UK besides just London. Like, it really is a beautiful country. Yeah, yeah, there's so much more to it. I I guess it's the same with, with most capital cities, that London isn't really a representation of the country as a whole. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you so much for your time today, Lara. Where can we connect with you? Um, yeah, like I said, always feel free to uh, to to go to my blog on Instagram um, and you can always shoot me a DM or uh, reach out via email. I would be super keen to uh, to hear also the tips that other people have um, and uh, yeah, work together on uh, making the tourism industry more sustainable. Yes, it definitely starts with um, each individual making small changes, like you said. So thank you so much for sharing. And um, I can't wait for your upcoming content. Yeah, thank you so much. And it was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode. If you can take 10 seconds out of your day, please spread the travel love by following this podcast and giving it a rating. Or if there's anyone else in your life that has a case of wanderlust, it would mean so much if you shared this episode with them. You can find me sharing even more travel-related content on Instagram at God of Case of Wanderlust and on my personal Instagram at Lydia Schultz, double Z. I also have a travel blog for my extra passionate travelers out there, which can be found at godofcasewanderlust.com. And all of this can be found in the show notes.